0: Hey there, everybody. What's going on? Welcome back to the Talking Comics Podcast. We have a special treat for you this week. We are going to talk Ms. Marvel, the MCU series that came out on Disney+, Plus that's been going for the past couple of weeks, starring Kamala Khan, Iman Balani. And uh, this is going to be a spoiler cast. So, if you have not watched... All of Ms. Marvel or have not been spoiled by the flood of spoilery tweets, including tweets by Disney themselves on the day of, which really blew my mind. Um, We're going to be talking about all kinds of things about this, uh, in my opinion, amazing, amazing series. And uh, so if you've not watched it, go watch it now because we're not going to call any spoilers. We'll give our general impressions first, but... All spoilers are on the table, so that's so how a spoiler cast works. You know the deal all right um so this is a this is a big deal for for us specifically. Talking comics has been there from the beginning when Ms. Marvel came onto the scene, uh courtesy of G. Willow Wilson and Sana Amanat and their team, and we have watched this character grow throughout the years and become. Just such an important member of the Marvel community, Uh, leading teams, getting into trouble, breaking some hearts, doing all the things that young heroes do. Um, I absolutely love Kamala Khan. She's one of my favorite superheroes. She's one of my favorite comic book characters, period. Getting to know her throughout the years has been just awesome. And I've loved pretty much everything that I've ever read with her with her being involved. So uh when Ms Marvel was announced and was coming out, I was ner- uh, cautiously optimistic and nervous because Marvel has a habit of not going there when it comes to I guess doing the thing or representations of characters that they've kind of flubbed in the past. And I really wanted them to go to bat for Ms. Marvel and take a stand on things. Now, obviously, I can't speak to everything culturally uh, that is way out of my depth, but I do appreciate that. I think that they went a long way to get people involved in the making of this and to try and make it as authentic as possible um, and respectful in a lot of degrees So we could talk more about that a little bit later. But as far as my general impressions go, the best way that I can say it is that Ms. Marvel is my favorite MCU series since WandaVision. Uh, I think it's just been incredible from start to finish. Uh, Maybe a little bump in the road here and there, but we can get into that uh, when we talk some spoiler stuff. But in general, I absolutely loved it. And I think that Kamala has a really bright future in the MCU and that Iman Vellani has been just a gift to that brand and to us. I absolutely love her. I think she's perfect for the role, and I'm really excited for everything that comes her way as a result of being this amazing character. Uh, Bob, do you want to give some thoughts? Sure. You know, before the first episode aired, and
1: even though I tried very hard to avoid prejudging this, I fell into that hole that I think a lot of people did. I found I was focusing on the things that were going to be changed. And the amazing thing is that within minutes of the premiere starting, totally forgotten that, totally dismissed all those concerns. Look, in tone, attitude, structure, Ms. Marvel the show had really brought G. Willow Wilson and Sana Aminat's character to life. Uh, as the series progressed, they they dared some really big ideas and deep emotional things as well. Uh, look, and 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 the thing of it is. Within what some were describing, probably without having seen the show or anything, any minute of it, that this was some sort of teen show. Like, who's this show for? Well, it it was that. But it was everything else to everyone who wanted to just come to it with with an open mind. It was so much more than what you might have thought, except for those of us who knew this character so well, as you were saying, Steve. You know, the strengths of family, friends, culture, individuality. Just showcased without ever being preachy. Uh, the fun factor, though, was always there. Never took a back seat to the to the to the important messaging. And I, I've said all from the beginning here that of uh, the these Disney Plus things that that Wandavision was was my favorite Marvel TV show. Well, was. It's the operative word. Ms. Marvel takes the top spot.
0: Whoa. <laughs> damn, oh I guess I should have I went off on my my uh diatribe there I probably should have introduced everybody my apologies uh obviously Bob is with us tonight. Joey Bracino is on a uh coming to us from the bunker hey, what's up? on a head <laughs> so his his audio might be a little wonky, but uh he wanted to be here and we'll take him any way that we can get him. And, uh, of course, Aaron Amos is also here with us. Of course. Yes. Uh, John has stepped out for some family business, but he knows that he's leaving this review in capable hands, and we speak for him in every regard. He's so. <laughs> 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 He couldn't handle it. Um, Joey, why don't you let everybody hear how you sound by telling us what you thought of Ms. Marvel?
2: Yeah, you know, as as we've been talking about since it premiered um, and when it was announced, uh, this is the show that I think, uh, not speaking for everyone, but for myself, I've been the most excited and eager to see. Um, the First of all, I loved it. I'll just say that right off the bat. I, I really enjoyed it, loved it. I think, as you said, Stephen Mambalani is fantastic in the part. Um, the adjustments to the character are things that, I had anticipated, predicted, while they aren't necessarily the the mega bands per se. We don't um, know yet. We don't other, know yet. <laughs> other adjustments and perhaps inspirations for the power adjust- changes, I think, actually panned out. Um, doesn't make the kind of final reveals of the show that we'll talk about any less exciting. But we'll get there. I love the show. I thought it was really fantastic not necessarily perfect. There's a couple of things that we'll talk about that I think, uh, uh, if they, when they do a season two of this show, I really hope that they kind of hone in on and adjust. But the, the strongest part of the show is also the thing that I think is resonating with everyone. And that is Kamala Khan, like, like the the character (laughs) and, and, I've actually been telling this story a hundred times over the last two weeks because for those that don't know, I've been doing this seminar in the city uh, at the Union Theological Seminary on religions in New York Um, and it's with a bunch of teachers. I do them every summer and without fail, everyone has brought up Ms. Marvel. Yeah, in the context of this seminar, because what this show does for Pakistani Americans, Pakistani history, what it does for Muslim identity, in the context, yes, of a superhero show, it fits in perfectly with, with what we're discussing in the class. Um, so much so that I am doing my my curriculum project on Ms. Marvel um, because I think what this show does so well is it showcases. A lived Muslim, teenage, coming of age, Pakistani, first generation. It, it showcases an authentic experience um, through the vehicle of a superhero show for sure, um, but does for representation what we've been talking about on the show for forever. Um, and the story I've been telling in seminar constantly is. You know, as Steve, as you said, we remember when this character debuted. And I remember when I picked up issue number one from FJB Comics over on Cole Street uh, from Floyd, who cameos in Ms. Marvel number Four, if you recall, you know, the comic book <laughs> guy. Um, I recall going to the comic shop and the news vans being there and the buzz around that first issue. And I remember those that those two years of the first volume, and the impact that that character had, and when Kamala jumped over to, to uh, Mark Wade's Avengers, and then the Champions book, like watching this character grow. And then Steve, I was talking about this with someone today when they released that damn video game, and oh yeah, Kamala Khan was the lead character in that, and the response to her there, like it was just moment after moment of like this character that we loved in this kind of insular, tiny comics community just grow out into the public consciousness. And I think with this show, and then I was talking with one of the teachers today and he was like, I cannot wait for the movie uh, because that movie is just going to elevate her even further, I know. So for in terms of a first season of a show, the introduction to this character, the adaptation of this character, I think it was really, really fantastic. Um, my friends who I, I have a group MCU group chat with who, they've been kind of lukewarm on MCU Phase 4 since WandaVision because WandaVision was WandaVision and everything else has kind of been compared to that. Um, they could not stop talking about this show. And they, again, had zero familiarity with the character. And I kept saying, like, just wait for Kamala, wait for Kamala to show up. And I'm, I'm so glad that uh, uh, Bisha K.A. and then everyone else that worked on the show just were able to really just do a wonderful job with it. So, yeah, loved it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I, and Kamala Khan was definitely, in my opinion, the best part of that Avengers game. She was the most fun to play. She was certainly the biggest and most fleshed out character. It was her story uh, mostly throughout that adventure, and that was the that story was the best part of that game with with Kamala in charge. Um, before we get to Aaron, super quick, did anybody notice that there was a G Willow Wilson cameo yes. in the final episode? Gee, she,
1: she looks familiar. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. I had to. I did a double take, and I had to rewind it, and I was like, ah, oh, I knew it. She's cameoed before, in a way. All right. All right, all right. Her, What's her, that? Her
1: guidance counselor is named Mr. Wilson, and on his desk is a plaque that says G.W. Wilson. Oh. On the plaque in front of the Cole High School, a whole bunch of names, including G. Willow Wilson, Santa Aminat,
2: the whole crew. No way. Yep. You mean Did the worst guidance counselor? In yes. Yeah. Ever? <laughs> what? No question. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold
0: on. Let's let's get let's, let's get, get Aaron out. in the mix. Go ahead, sir.
3: Are you there? All right. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Now I, we can okay, hear you. Okay. Did I hit a button or something? I literally didn't. You mute must my, have. I didn't mute myself that time, and I'm like, wait, are they messing with me? <laughs> Here, I'll right. gonna I'll make a note. Just yeah, um, do. just start fresh. Please do, because I don't know what happened there. But all right, I think we're good now. All right, so I did not. I was excited about this show coming. I wasn't. I, I was trying to temper my excitement because, you know, this was one of those books. You know, f- number one, it's always good to come in on a character that two be there when a character is created and see the excitement about it so that you think about how, you know, people who were there when, you know, issue one or Fantastic Four hit and, you know, the, the the relationship they have with that. So I was sort of that way with Kamala. Um, and I had a particular way of seeing her, a particular way of hearing her voice. Um, so I, I almost didn't want... To have that impacted in a way that, you know, if I didn't want to take the risk, I was almost afraid to take the risk that someone was not going to see it and do it right. That there was going to be that, that cash grab. So then we saw the casting and I was like, oh, oh okay, there's uh, uh, they're making some good choices here. Um, and, you know, then we saw, you know, all the, the screenshots and all that stuff. Um, and I was even further encouraged, but then still there was still a little part of me that was just like, Oh god, do I want to commit? So I saw the first issue and I did breathe a sigh of relief. I thought You mean episode? Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, the first episode. And it's all (laughs) it's all back and forth for me, I'm telling you. Um my relationship with the character, the reason why I was so committed to it and so sort of anxious about it is because I do remember, like you all said, I do remember when the character first you know, hit. I also remember going to the first NYCC after that, and also going to the first Awesome Con in DC after that, and seeing the sheer number of K- Kamala cosplayers, little girl cosplayers, and that amount of time was shocking to me, um, for a variety of reasons. So it was clear that this character held a special place in the in the hearts of nerds. Um, I was curious to see how it was going to translate, you know, onto television and the 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 impacts that Hollywood would have, you know, in a show like that. And I'm I'm happy with you know what we saw. I, I agree with Joey. It's not perfect, but I think the things that are not perfect about it are certainly not going to temper anyone's you know position on this show. I don't. Th- I I I yeah. I I think it was a good show. I think I I enjoyed it. I I had some some. It was an emotional roller coaster for me. At a certain point, you know, you know, from issue episode one to episode, you know, six. But we'll talk more about that, I guess, when we get into the, all the details.
0: All right, is that did Those, those are your. That's your stand. <laughs>
3: No, it's not really stand. I mean, I could go into a little bit more,
0: you know. Episode. No, I, I'm sorry, that was a poor no. choice of words.
3: No, <laughs> no. is that your
2: hill? <laughs> is that where you're
0: gonna die? Is that where you're your hill is on?
2: that it was good. <laughs> no.
3: It was. It was. I was happy. I was legitimately happy at the end of that show. At the end of as I'm watching the credits for episode six, I breathed a relieved sigh. Of, a, a sigh of relief. It's sort we of just like. Uh there are some other emotions in there that we'll talk about as we go through, but I, I will say there are points where I ran the gamut, my emotions ran the gamut from from episode one, the gamut from wow, okay. I I'm I'm smacked in the face with the heart of this show. And hmm. then it went through to okay, well, are we? What are we doing here? Where That's concerning. <laughs> yeah, um, and then it it sticks the landing for sure. And then it, it does. Went, it definitely.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, no, Aaron. No, no, no.
3: I, I, just super quickly, because I, I I felt like the first issue made the first episode made a promise, and I don't know if the second episode kept in terms of my expectations. Not the show in terms of my expectations. Um, but then I get into three and I'm like, oh here we go. We're you know, and then four, five, and six, I was just like, I swear to you, there were points in those three episodes where I was misty. Um, you know, at some of the at some of the scenes. So I was just like, yeah.
0: this this is an emotional roller coaster.
3: I'm I'm everywhere. Yeah. I'm all over the place. So
0: yeah. I do think there was a point in the story where someone sat on the fast forward button really quick and they're like, get up, get up um yeah. in terms of of kind of hurrying something along and um, i mean we're talking spoilers here right we can get yeah. into spoiler yeah. territory It's
2: between episodes 3 and 4
0: yeah it, absolutely. well for no for for me i'm talking about something that happened in 6 oh gotcha. oh okay but i think, do you want me to say mine and then you'll say yours well i think what
2: you're going to say is linked to what i'm going to say so you go first okay
0: well you go first then
2: well i'm going to say I, the the fast forward for me happens between three and four because four and five are the, the big risk episodes yeah, when yeah, she goes to Pakistan yep. and like her, 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 her nanny calls and it's just like, you need to come to Pakistan. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> and then they somehow just like get there. It's like, that's a 24 hour flight. But anyway, um, the, 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 because that jump for me from three to four was so sudden because at the end of three, you have the kind of, explanation of the clandestine stuff and you have the nakia finding out that she's Ms. marvel or nightlight and then you have bruno getting injured and you have you know um, all this stuff happening and then it's just like we're gonna we're gonna leave all that hanging to go to to karachi which don't get me wrong four and five were stupendous episodes in their own right Mm-hmm. Um and huge risks and pay off very nicely and kind of reframing the character and all of that. But I think because of that jump, two things happen. One is now all of a sudden that clandestines thing with the rift in space and all of that becomes the centerpiece of the show. And that felt underdeveloped to me. So therefore it didn't really hold my attention that, but- for the kind of conflict of those two episodes. Um, And it's wrapped up before she comes home for episode six. And then also in episode six, so much of that emotional character driven conflict that is set up by the cliffhanger of three has to get barreled through in episode six. Um, And I think that, I think if there had been an episode three and a half, or if they had, you know, maybe released four and five as one like hour long episode Ooh, instead yeah. of splitting it in half or something, uh, and saving some time to resolve some of that stuff or give us some of more of of you know what was going on in Jersey City, maybe that would have helped flesh some of that out. But the for me the two the the weak the quote unquote weaknesses, and I say this meaning that like the show is like an A plus for me <laughs> to begin with, like. <laughs> But the, the two weaknesses for me is the clandestines and the alternate dimensions storyline conflict felt both underdeveloped and quickly resolved for me. And an extension of that is the superhero elements of the show. You know, the, the fight choreography, the, the, some of the power stuff, um, also felt a little underdeveloped in the middle of episodes. The last episode, the Inbigin moment, fantastic. Yes. But, 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 for me, the heart of the show and the thing that kept me coming back week to week, like I said at the beginning, was Kamala Khan and her relationships, mainly with her family, of course, but with Nakia, um, uh, and, and, and like and her brother, and like all of that is great. I am over Bruno. I've been over Bruno in the comics too, but like when he had that Caltech sweater on at the end of the season, I was like, "Get out of here! Go to California. Take a season <laughs> off. I don't need to see you. Get out of here." Um, but yeah, like that—that—that that, that for me, Steve is like where the fast forward started, right between three and four, and because of that, some of the weaknesses of the show showed for me um, in the right. back half. Not to say right. that, again, it sticks the landing for sure because it, it the ending of the show, the last like 25 minutes, returns to that, returns to the thing that makes it work, which is Kamala and her dad, Kamala and her mom, Kamala and her friends, you know? Oh, like, her
0: parents were so good in yes. this.
2: Yeah. So like that – when we got back to that, that was like, wow, I forgot that this is where we were at the end of episode three, <laughs> you know? Like we, we yeah. went and did this crazy thing in Karachi – which was awesome but it but a departure from I think the momentum of the show uh, in episode 3.
1: If we did Karachi but didn't do the whole clandestine thing, if they had gone a different direction with that, I think I'd have been happier. That's my clandestine's my real quibble.
2: It, it needs a bad guy, I guess, but like do you? Like I don't know. Yeah,
1: I don't know that you do.
0: Yeah. Uh, For me, what I was going to say before about kind of hitting the fast forward button was um, I'm still kind of torn about how I feel about Kamala's whole family and friends knowing her identity. Mm, Um, Her coming into the living room and, you know, making her announcement and everyone already knowing because of the just the, the connective tissue of the family and the way that that dynamic works, which I thought was cute. And I understand from, I guess, an MCU perspective why you kind of want to – if you don't plan on doing the thing where in the movies or series to follow that she's going to have to constantly sneak around with her mom being the only one that knows the deal, that can write you into a corner. And so they basically were just like, yep, I'm you know Nightlight, and you know eventually she gets her namesake, which was a really, really tremendous moment mm-hmm. and but the thing that that made me sad was, and I mean, I hate to compare the comic book story to the show because I know that that's not it's not fair, and that's not that's not what we're going to this for, but those moments when She is uh, outed to her family as Ms. Marvel. Those are really big Mm -hmm. emotional hits. And I really was looking forward to there being these great moments of her and her brother having this, you know, heart to heart, like how he came into her bedroom at one point in the series and was like, I'll vouch for you. They'll listen to me. I'll stick up for you. I got you. That kind of that was that like that was a taste. And I was like, oh, man, I can't wait For when they have that conversation about who she really is and what she's been up to. That's going to be so cool. And then in episode six, it's like, boom, all cards on the table. Everyone knows, you know, her Zoe knows they all meet up at the school. And it was just it was a lot of let's get everybody in one place and on the same page so we can just move forward in her her story and her her evolution in the MCU, again, I understand why you would do it. I just feel like maybe we were robbed a little bit of some uh-huh. really satisfying moments that yeah. could have yeah. been there. Would have loved to have
1: this you. be t- ten episodes, right, and give the give all those things the space they really deserve.
3: No, I, yeah. I agree with you. I even to take it further than that. I feel like some of that should have been. St- I think they should have committed to the way they were going to tell this story. Um, committed to minimally two seasons and let some of that stuff play out across both seasons. Cause I do believe, I think the longer we have to wait for it and the longer we, you know, see the near misses or see her struggle and that build and build and begin to impact her, the more weight her coming out to each of those family members has, you know, mm. the, the culmination of the struggle over multiple episodes. It doesn't have to be the main storyline, but it can obviously be an undercurrent you know, that she takes, you know, with her. And I do, I do feel like that could have been um, mm-hmm. a real, a series of really great, you know, and poignant moments, you know, mm-hmm. across multiple seasons. Now,
1: that, that yeah. said, that's for us who know this character, yeah. know these stories, know everything yeah. about it. Yep. If you would stretch this into two seasons... Impact with the what would happen with the movie, as Steve said, you might have to have some of those things unresolved as we now get to another level that may not come back around.
2: Yeah, the TV show. I, I, I think
1: a lot of these characters have, even within the six episodes and some of the rushed nature of some of it, almost everyone, except maybe for Bruno, almost every one of these characters oh. has an arc where it all moves to somewhere different from where they began, and that's that was pretty smart.
2: I, yeah, I'm. I agree with you though, in the sense that, like, I was shocked at how quickly everyone was like, "Oh, cool," you know. And and I'm reminded of the moment from thirty-seven or thirty-eight when when she's having the sleepover. G Willow Wilson oh, last issue the, the pizza, yeah. Yeah, and and Kamala's like, I'm Ms. Marvel, and everyone's like, duh, like, obviously. (laughs) I wonder if, like, I wonder if in, like, the Marvels, like, Kamala's straight up in space, and it would be awkward for, you know, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, to be like, hey, like, your daughter, and and all her family would be like, what, our daughter? (laughs) Like, like, (laughs) I guess, like, perhaps there's something narratively that's happening in the film that would complicate that even more so, you know? Um, but I, that doesn't take away from even taking away from the fact that we know the comics and we know that kind of secret identity element of the the book. I think in the context of the show, those moments felt those moments felt hollow is not the right word, but, but sudden and, and, and uh, yeah, underdeveloped, like maybe do a second take, you know, like I, I, I don't know. Like, the 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 pacing, the editing, the delivery in those scenes, I I felt was just a little off. Um, now it doesn't take away from you know the final battle scenes when her her parents are like rushing the school, like concerned for her. So I, I suppose that there is, you know, the potential for that familial kind of like fear for her their their child safety as that she balances this like i'm sure that could still very much be a part of the narrative yeah i don't know the secret identity stuff hasn't been a part of the mcu so i i, I guess I, I i too get why it's not a thing but i don't know maybe those scenes just could have been handled or written or shot just a little bit differently
3: yeah yeah one of the things um, i okay, oh I was, go ahead i oh, sorry i was just gonna say oh. one things, <laughs> who
0: wants to go first
3: i'll just spit it out one of the things right. that i will say um even though that i do feel like that was rushed, one of the things i there are several things that i was happy several hallmarks of youth oriented shows mm. that i was happy didn't exist and that <laughs> is you have the protagonist who is put upon by the mean girl or the the mean, the bully guy, and it becomes this dual battle between, you know, the things that you're dealing with from a superhero perspective and then the things that you're dealing with in school. I did enjoy the fact that it was, you know, school had its awkward space for her, but it wasn't. Like this space of trauma, because too often Stranger kind of Things. Of
2: Sorry, yeah, excuse well, me.
3: there you go. <laughs> you know, it's just you know. Sometimes I think we rely too heavily on trying to create that duality. And I enjoy the fact that even the girls that weren't, or well, the girl that wasn't her friend, you know what I mean, per se, didn't crap all over her when you know the time came. Even that, you know what I mean. Even the vapid, you know attention obsessed recognized the value and you know and the 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 beauty in this person and and sort of ran with that as opposed to there being this you know mean girl jealous of whatever Mm -hmm. i'll have to get attention so i appreciate they didn't lean into that i also love that relationship with her nani um i love just seeing her eyeball in the (laughs) phone Every every time she called. Uh, I, I really, really, really loved that. Um, I loved the focus on, you know, the the you know the 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 nuances in you know their culture um and having it just be something that is embedded. I did also really enjoy that there wasn't this battle and struggle for, you know, because we both know this doesn't exist in the book for it. It wasn't Muslim girl struggling to shake her Muslim background because she wants to fit in with the, the American kids. Um, All those things. I was afraid I had a list of things that I was afraid I was going to see. And I was really happy. I didn't see them shoved in my face. I was like, all right, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you to thank you. Disney Marvel for, for not, you know, doing, you know, paint by numbers, you know, teen focused show. So I I really appreciate all those things.
0: One of the things that I read uh, during when the, the show was happening, coming out each week is that Sana Aminad and other, other people associated with the show, every time that they wanted to put something that was culturally significant into the show, they would have to obviously clear it with creative and with, uh, Kevin Feige and stuff like that. And every time that they wanted to include something, they were, they were told to do it. Um, and if the quotes are to be believed, they were told to do it very enthusiastically, which I think bodes well for Disney and Marvel trying to maybe pick up some pieces after some bad press and some bad decisions of who they're backing um, in terms of political leadership and that whole thing with um, what was it Bob Chapic or whatever. Um, they have a lot of ground to make up for. And Ms. Marvel is in my opinion, like the first time it feels like they're really, really going for it. And it was really nice to see that stuff reflected all throughout the show uh we were talking a little bit about characters and where they are kind of at the end of the story and i do think that they made some smart decisions in terms of where they leave um, some of the more secondary characters by the end because the way ms marvel wraps up you can have them go off and do their things nakia can be busy with her campaign
1: oh you love her
0: yeah she's fantastic Uh, Zoe could be growing her brand, possibly even turning it into like a Ms. Marvel fan account and growing Kamala's reputation throughout the community and throughout the world would be a cool way to go with her. Um, You have Bruno going off to school. Like they've, they've kind of tucked a lot of the characters away so that Kamala can go off and do the marvels. And we don't obviously don't know when she's coming back for a season two Um, I've heard rumblings that there very much will be a season two of this down the road, uh, even though they didn't announce it. I think the announcement that the confirmation that she would be a part of the Marvels uh, was enough for them for now, but I would not be surprised if we hear something about this by next year.
1: My understanding it was the highest reviewed program of any of the Marvel Disney Plus shows.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, it's amazing how the narrative of the, of the show from when it came out and all of the, all of the hate that it was getting and all the, the review bombs and everything like that, that the show was too strong for those people. And a lot of those people were silenced and gave up. I mean, part of the, part of the way through.
2: like It's like the book. It's like the character. It's like that whole, uh, Bob was talking about it on the show last week, that those couple of years in comics, like, they stuck around those characters miles Kamala uh-huh. the Carol Danvers iteration that we're familiar with now like they stuck around um yep. the nakia beat at the end of first of all i love nakia's whole arc in the show um the scene in the in the bathroom with her and Kamala in episode oh. 2 is like a highlight for i wept during that yeah. that that episode that that moment um but there was that little tease with her and um, what's her face Zoe. Zoe. Mm-hmm. And Naki is like, you know, I just like I feel like people need to find themselves in their own time. And I was like, girl, get ready, <laughs> it's coming.
3: <laughs> um,
2: but that's but like that's something for us. Like that's something for the people that know where that's going to go. You know, um, or for people like Emily who's watching it with me, who like in the first episode was like, are they gay? And I'm like, what? <laughs> What what, what? what did you what, say? What, 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 do you, what? Why do you think that? And she was just like, "I'm just getting a vibe," and I'm like, "You know what? Like this. Like this is a show that at once is able to honor that source material, honor the complexities of that character, of the character's background, and the richness of the the, the characters' plural backgrounds. Um, but adapt it. You know, it is not the comic book." Um, The powers obviously are different. Uh, I told you it was going to be armor. I knew it. Uh, And uh, obviously the big reveal at the end of the season, I did not see coming at all. Um, And I'm Hmm. very excited for where that goes.
0: We should talk for a minute about the stuff that we were wrong about. (laughs) Because it rarely happens, but we were predicting that she would get her suit from carol but she ended up getting it from her mom which i thought meant a lot yeah, more absolutely. oh yeah you know and and the name too oh that yeah, scene with guy. her with her father with abu on the on the roof oh my god i loved i watched uh, the 6th episode twice and that that moment was so so huge i loved his explanation and how she got her name. I also just that- kind
1: of from the books too, which is great. It's a little yeah. paraphrased, but there and then you follow it up with his as she vaults away, magic, and he's looking at her with this this gaze of of, of a loving dad. He's so great in the, in the whole show. So is the mom. So everybody is. So, but that's I that's a say, special one.
3: Go. I will say, I thought, unless I missed it, there was a scene where there was a the. Was it a sweater or something that was given to her or a scarf that was given to her? And it was like there's a story in every thread of this garment. Um, and he was given to and she and it was handed to her. I thought I'm trying to remember what episode that was in. Was that in four? I know what you're talking no, about. It's, I can't she, put my she got it. On she it got
2: it from the red dagger. She yeah. got it yeah. from
3: uh Aramis Knight. And I thought that was gonna be one of the touches to her official costume.
2: She had it. She had it wrapped around
3: her neck. Yeah. I don't remember that. Okay. I have to go back Yeah, back it's
2: back. there. That's the thing. Like, her, her final costume is pieces that she's gotten over the course of her journey. Bruno gave her the mask. Her mom gave her the jacket. Her name obviously comes from her dad. Her, not the jacket. The, 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 the costume. And then the, the handkerchief comes from the red daggers. And so our converts come of- from
1: Models, I, I don't know
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually no, they shut down the Models in Jersey City So I don't know where Oh no
0: at. The internets <laughs> uh, What was the Models slogan? Gotta go to gotta Mo's. Go to has Gotta go to Mo's. that's it <laughs> Gotta go, gotta gotta go, go, go Mo's. to Mo has <laughs> Gotta go to Models They just um, shut down I, I, the Models also, in
2: my
3: neighborhood A couple of years ago
2: Yeah, anyway, a lot of Models so, are shut down yeah. it's, it's hard for sporting goods, I guess um, the, the, the Jersey City in the show, the B-roll, the credits, Jersey City. The scene in Little India, Jersey City. The sh- everywhere else, I not Jersey City. Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> the streets are too big. There's not another too many trees. The school that they are going to, Cole's Academic, is literally two blocks away from where I live. Um, and there's, there's no parking lot. Like, I don't know where, <laughs> I don't know where that fight, is. if they had had that fight in front of McNair in front of like, they, they would have been in some guys like literal living room, like right across the street. Um, and also the path trains are, are not graffitied No, any, like they're not messy anymore. They're very clean. And if you want to see the clean path trains, watch John wick Two. When Keanu Reeves and Common have their knife fight on what is supposed to be the subway to Canal Street is actually the PATH train to World Trade Center. Wow! Um, so yeah, so so the Jersey City in the in the TV show isn't exactly it, but the spirit, the diversity, the energy—I think they they did a good job with. Um, we were wrong, like I said, I was wrong about the mega bands. I don't know. I don't know, Joey. Oh yeah, you, you were saying maybe. Uh, I was I was hoping we would see the inventor, but yeah, I, mean, yeah, that's I a bit, could not have. No, there completely. was a
1: there was a sign for Edison Electric early on, so that's as close as we get to a cockatiel headed
2: mad yeah. scientist. Yeah, but we were right about the when she when she does that crazy when she puts the 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 the, the bracelet on for the first time, and she has that like really cool backwards fall. In that yeah. first episode, it was part. It was the image of partition. partition. Or the image of the people walking. So we were right about that, Steve. We were right about one thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the board.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Check.
0: <laughs> um, I want to talk really quick about Sadie Deaver. So, mm-hmm. Sadie Sadie Deaver is the uh, like the hatchet-faced oh. agent oh. for oh, damage control.
3: Again. Oh, the
0: racist. Yeah,
1: let's go into the mosque with our shoes on and all the other stuff. The wrong people get so, powers. Oh, kids! Oh, yeah, really? That's what you meant, huh? Go for it, Steve.
0: Yeah. <laughs> At one point in the uh, in I think the sixth episode, she basically pulls a uh, a you people moment, mm-hmm. and she tries to cover it up, but it is it is in reference to kids shouldn't have powers, and so my question is this. With her being fired by the end of this, do you think that eventually she could go on to become the head of Cradle oh. down the road when they try to do the Young Avengers stuff and there's a group trying to put the kibosh on kids running around with powers? What if she shows up again as the head of that department trying think, to shut them down?
2: I think that's... I think that's I'll take
1: that. It's interesting. That. I, I, it'd be tougher to get another government job, I would think, though. Maybe she hooks up with uh, Countess Val.
0: Not well, I mean, there could be people within the organization that agree with her. Yeah, the only and, and why,
2: because the guy, Agent Cleary, like her quote-unquote boss or superior, he is he is very sympathetic because he himself is, if not Muslim Arabic, right? The actor playing him, I think, is Egyptian or something. I should look it up. I don't want to misattribute him, but like, and that 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 that. Um, nuance is evident in his resistance to like let the dogs loose, you know. Um, and I, I think that like, Steve, to your point, like she could be like she could run over to the president or whoever and be like, Look, I was doing my job. And I think if you want it to be done right, take it out of damage control's hand and put it into this new organization's hands called Cradle, you know, like that could totally spin out. And it, it makes total sense if they're doing this Young Avengers thing.
0: Right. And then um, the for those
2: Bolts are an arm of them.
0: <laughs> for those of you listening that aren't familiar with Cradle, Cradle was introduced in uh, the newest run of Champions. And it stands for Child Hero Reconnaissance and Disruption Law Enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um and it's uh, consisting of Dum Dum Dugan, Carolina Washington, Jake O, Justice, Speedball, and Time Slip are the characters that make up that group. Uh but it it is entirely possible that they come into the picture yeah. maybe in phase five.
2: Um Arian Moyad plays Agent Cleary, he's Iranian. Apologies. There you go. But yes. But that that reluctance is there, you know, and and yeah, I could see that because what is the conflict going to be like? And that's the other thing that like, I guess we'll wait till Saturday at the San Diego Comic Con to know what the plan is. But like, yeah, I mean, is it going to be Young Avengers versus literally Kang or is it going to (laughs) be Young Avengers, the Civil War version of that conflict, which was the Young Avengers against the government, you know, which was. Peak young Avengers, in my opinion, you know, um, during their initial run.
0: Do you think they do that though? Like after doing civil war already, are they really going to go with the restricted heroes angle again?
2: Yeah, because the restricted heroes thing is, it would be different if it is kids, you know? I mean, Kate Bishop Hmm. is also 22, in the netflix show like she's a college senior so it's not like a child anymore um but right. everyone else is a kid you know um even 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 spider-man i don't remember his name what was his name uh <laughs> i seem to have lost all memory of him peter
0: parker tom holland i was doing a bit um <laughs> wow
2: so yeah it could uh, it could be a thing she was, I hated her, though. Anytime she was on screen, I was like, I want to punch you in the head. You know, <laughs> she did her so job. Funny. She did her job as a bad guy. Honestly, though, like she was so much more antagonistic than the whole clandestine thing put together.
3: Um, I honestly, maybe I should watch again. I Don't get me wrong. I, I wasn't in favor of her. She just felt like... She felt so insignificant to me. Like there was just, there was so much complexity in every other character. It just didn't seem like she had a chance of succeeding. No. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, I was just sort of like, I don't even, I don't, my brain didn't even register her as a threat. Like I legitimately, at some point thought, okay, she's just going to get shot in the head. Like as, as part of the crossfire of something that clandestine does. And then she, we won't ever hear of her again. Like that's literally how low on the totem pole I was, was putting her. Um, she just didn't register like a a masterful big bad, like she would. Like if you can be outwitted by a teenage girl who watched Law and Order episodes, I am not putting a lot of faith in your ability to do your job. Also, if you're a government worker, you already know you basically have to try to assassinate the president to be like fired from your job. So I feel like she's just probably going to be put in another department somewhere. Um, so I, I can definitely see that, but I, I, I don't see her. I can actually see her at some point if they try to grow, and this is another trope, if they try to grow that character somehow being an ally down the line to Kamala.
1: I think she serves an interesting purpose in the story, though, in that once you get to the finale at, with the battle, where she and her group are going to take out everyone, and you have that "I am Spartacus" moment, where everyone surrounds Kamala, her parents, the Jersey City police, no less, who get in the way just long enough to let her escape.
3: So I will she will say, oh, go ahead, go, no, ahead, go, 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 No, 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 no. I, no, I'm tired. done. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't. I felt like that school scene. I was getting a. a last five minutes of scooby-doo vibe and that, that whole scene where they're like running f- through the the school from the whoever their old man so-and-so uh was who was the monster that week it was a definite scooby-doo vibe of sort of like fun watching that whole thing scooby-doo yeah. crossed with goonies uh, well, she has her scooby gang that's what it's about a yeah.
0: little bit of the breakfast club yeah. in there all right. Um do we have any other Oh wait. Oh duh we should talk about the big revelations, I guess the the after credits sequences and what it means going forward in uh the MCU. So at one point in uh at the very end of episode 6 Bruno reveals that he's been doing more testing on Kamala's blood comparing it to the rest of her family and has noticed some abnormalities and upon saying this he mentions the word a mutation and the X-Men 97 yes. music but it comes in very distinctly pretty much saying that Kamala Khan is like the first on screen mutant for the m c u going forward, a lot of people lost their minds at this this was this was something that could not be hidden online uh x men purists and whatnot were freaking out over this um I don't know why I think it makes sense. I think it's exciting and um it's pretty huge yeah. for for that character. I try to put myself in Iman's shoes of reading the scripts or, or I mean, who knows what the distribution method was for that type of thing. She might not have known until they were filming and got her hands on the script and read that and was just like, are you kidding me? Like what a dream come true to try out for this part. Not only did you get it, not only did you become Ms. Marvel in the MCU right out of the gate of your career But now you're also the MCU's first official mutant with everybody anticipating the arrival of the X-Men in the years to come. That is so big for her. And I, I love that that's the way that they chose to go. It does make me question, though, if they're ever going to do anything with Amir and his history because he also gets pulled into well what was i guess the inhuman story uh down the road in g will wilson's run does he not mm, i'd have to go back i don't remember that i'm sure sh- nobody remembers that i'm sure you're right but i'd have to look through it again all right well maybe i maybe i misspoke but i'm pretty sure because he goes through a bunch of stuff he ends up in one of the cocoons Wait. Okay. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to look this up while you all talk amongst Tomo's yourselves. brother?
2: I yes, yeah. no I read it. I read it. I read it all, remember? And yeah. uh she well then- says because because what's his face? The, the 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 boyfriend um what's his name? Uh the 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 guy, the 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 bad guy. The the what's his name? Josh? No. Oh. Uh
3: Gosh, Cameron.
2: Uh, Cameron. Yes, he uh, abducts Amir and forces him to undergo the terogenesis thing. And he does like he does come out with quote unquote powers, but it, they're like they're like wrong powers because Cameron had like they weren't like legitimate terogen mists or whatever. Like he was using some fake ones. And uh, so he had like – it was basically like a like a, a, a day of powers and then he gets them taken away. So I know exactly what you're talking about, Steve. He does get pulled into the inhuman stuff but ultimately it leads to nothing.
0: Great. Uh, All right. Well, to answer your question. They're, they're so they'll probably skip that then. <laughs> yes,
2: they'll probably skip that then.
1: One thing I read recently, actually just in this last week, it was an interview with Santa Aminat, where she said that their initial plan for Kamala was that she was going to be a mutant.
2: Obviously. And this is the thing. Well, like, the we humans for- were the
3: thing then. So I know. So I got some questions. Blue Arms. What do we think that was? Cree. It's a Cree bangle. Okay,
1: good. All That's right. why they're the negabands. It's Cree technology. Which is also related to the ten rings, which might be the other bangle.
2: You know, they <laughs> might do, they might do something to just reconcile them both together. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's that the Cree were here, and they were experimenting on some yeah like lines, and maybe that generations down has led to mutations. Well, that's how so like they maybe they'll all
3: together, yeah.
2: Maybe they'll merge them together in that way. But I don't think you're getting Inhumans, like, any of that stuff. I mean, like, yeah, they had Black Bolt in Doctor Strange. But even that, I think, was, like, a one-off thing. Like, John Krasinski as Reed Richards, one-off thing. Like, I think that was just part of the fun, you know? And the the change to Mutant, I think, is a brilliant one. I think I'm a huge armor fan, you know? So I'm really bummed that we won't see armor in the MCU. But also, like, there's a billion mutants. So, like, it doesn't, like, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that upset. Um, and uh, I think that, Bob, to your point, like, Kamala always should have always been a mutant. And it's just because Inhumanity was, like, the, the story du jour back in 2014 that that kamala happens to be an inhuman because she's also like the one remaining inhuman (laughs) like like the one legacy of that time period in the comics is kamala god um nothing else really is carried over um so yeah I, i think the mutation thing shocked me to the core i think that my friends were like does that mean she's a mutant and my other friends were like, "Did not you hear the X Men theme song?" Yeah. So, like, it's it's good that they included that little Easter egg sound bite because I think for a lot of people it would have just <laughs> went right over their head. Um, but I also love that Marvel and Disney is just like, "Screw it, we'll use the ninety seven theme song, whatever."
3: <laughs> well, I, I was more mostly impacted by when she got her costume when they played the Avengers music in the background. Mm. I was sort of just like, I that was one of the points I was saying. I, I got misty. I was just like, this is them literally saying, yes, welcome. <laughs> you know, welcome to the big leagues. You're, you're a part of this now. Um, that really got me like emotional as I was watching it. I got two other questions. Who's the old man that told them about the Bengal that they were referencing? What, with the Red Daggers folks? No, in the beginning, where was it? What was it two episodes? No, three. I think it was when they did the flashback, um, and the clandestine were you know had just identified the Bengal. Oh,
2: um, the and they were like, one. someone told us about it.
3: Yeah, and they said, "Did you hear what the guy Old at the Sussan Sud said? said? We'll need two of them to make it work." Who do you think that was? Do you think it was uh, Wu? It could be uh, – I'm I'm open to suggestions. I was sort of going back and forth and trying to think. I'm like, hmm, who is this? Are they going to
0: reveal this person?
3: Is it like, Anthony Hopkins? Something like that.
0: Ben Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor? I'm not sure if I know the moment that you're talking about. It's
2: when they're doing the dig, and they're digging for the bangle. And yeah. Okay. I, I thi- I, Aaron, I, I, I'm going to rewatch them all in the coming week, but you're saying yeah. that at one point – Aisha or the other woman says, like, the old man said we would need two bangles yeah, to make to, it work make or something. Work. Interesting. Yeah. And so you're
1: suggesting like, that there is a. That he's a somebody. That there's a, a there's second somebody. source here. Yeah, a yeah. huh. second
3: something, someone there. Because I'm always like, well, who would know how to. Who would just. who? What old man down at the corner store would just know how to open up to, to break yeah. the veil between dimensions and just. I just mean, it also. Him up into him. Nathaniel. It also
2: Richards. wasn't, well, maybe. Ooh, Kang. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, it also wasn't like 500 years ago. Like, that was in 1942. So, like, that mm-hmm. old man could just be like an old guy.
3: <laughs> like, True. But still, I'm like, it's more, it wasn't so much the old guy part. It was the. How there's does another part. The Bengal will. Yeah. The two, two Bengals will break the veil between reality. So, I mean, it could have just been another one of them who just happened to know. But I was like, I feel like that was significant. Mm. Um, I don't know maybe I'm leading too much into my Doctor Who past when it took them forever to realize who Missy was but if you know you know <laughs> but um, and there was another question I had
0: <laughs> I love Missy so much
3: <laughs> it took them forever to know Missy was the one that gave Clara the never mind but um, there was another question that I had that I was curious about and I just lost it so one was the bank. oh do you think the second vangel is going to become a, a through line for future seasons? Mm, maybe. I have the feeling that
1: we're related to shang and the beacon that no one could identify where, it, where it was or what it's, what it was being sent to or who was getting the message. And that may relate to the second post-credit sequence. Well, ah.
2: yeah, the the Kree thing, the blue arm and the Kree bangle and all of that links it directly to Captain Marvel. And it's maybe it's no coincidence. I mean, in retrospect, it was weird that Shang-Chi called up Bruce Banner and... Carol Danvers, yeah, to ask about the ten rings.
3: Well, so, what's his name that did it? Yeah, yeah,
2: Wong. Right. Wong. But uh, perhaps that that her presence in that after credit scene at the end of Shang Chi is also mm-hmm. now deliberately drawing that yeah. link, because now you not only have the ten rings in the archaeology scene, but now. A second moment when Brie Larson's Carol Danvers, perhaps because of her Cree connections, is connected to these two pieces the of jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> Good point.
3: Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Oh. I did have one other question. Does Kamala now does she still need a bangle to use her powers?
2: That's uh, well, I guess we'll find out in the marvels. <laughs> I guarantee that will be a beat where she get a bangle gets taken away and she still manages to use her powers yeah. predict that right now <laughs> maybe maybe her powers
1: maybe her powers without the bangles are more related to her shapeshifting and biggin powers and don't uh-huh. have the armor part of it
2: well because uh-huh. Kamran accesses his powers after his mother sends her life force into him mm-hmm is that connect? Is he also a mutant, or is that something more spiritual, or mystical, or connected to the clandestine thing? I don't know.
3: Yeah, I was. I, that was uh, the like last unanswered, unanswered question I had as it was going off. I'm like, wait a second, does he now have access to use the same light? It was almost like the lightsaber question. Why is his yellow and hers blue? Um,
2: yeah, because his was, I guess, different. Because also, yeah. like, Aisha didn't use powers when she had her bangle on, did she? I don't think so.
3: Not in that no, way, no, 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 no. She no. Well, except to uh, pull Kamala back through time. Oh yeah. Uh, that was the only time uh, that I can remember.
0: <laughs> all right. Does anybody else have anything that they want to bring up before we wrap this up? Any final thoughts?
3: <laughs> <laughs> i actually didn't i didn't like him at all for like es- episodes one two three and then i think four i was just like eh, no was it four? when they were on look, the run when they were on the, the road i was like okay i don't hate them
2: <laughs> the strength of the comic comes one of the strengths of the comic comes from that relationship between the two of them as best friends and anytime they've tried to do something romantic with it, they've always kind of like walked back from it in a very mature, nuanced, complex manner, right? And that's one of the book, things that the book has done, always done so well. If this show just, you know, will they or won't they until season five and then they become a couple, I'm out. I'm done. I, I, I quit. I, I'm, not, I'm done with Miss Marvel. I don't think they'll do it I I hope that he remains His kind of like Pining best friend If at all I hope he all Like I would love to see Mike introduced Absolutely I would love to see These things Like grow in a way That is much more mature Than just Falling back onto You know To all the boys I loved before Tropes You know Like in that movie Like she should have Ended up with What's his face Not the the, That guy I was over that guy
0: I know who you're Talking about I watched those movies
2: Jeez, I love those movies, but They're like good. she ended up with the boyfriend because just because he was the boyfriend, and not because she he was right for her. But anyway, <laughs> this is not the "To All the Love" the boys I loved before podcast.
3: Oh, I but guess. it could be. It could I do have another thought about you guys for you guys to I, I I was looking forward to this because I wanted to sort of toss some things out to the group and see what, how you guys perceived it. Because I do feel like there's a couple of things that there are aspects of these types of stories that we really have to reframe our minds to accept when they're not on the page. Cause there are things that will happen in the comics that we're just like, yeah, it's comics. But then when you see them on screen, you're like, what? Like uh, when Kamala's in Karachi and the red dagger guy throws a knife right at her head. And then like half an hour later, he's like inviting her back to have dinner and she's like, Oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> just like, like, you just tried to murder me in Karachi. Ah, um, uh, Classic. I- yeah, and I was just like, what? It's so a meat cute what? That's what the call in a movie. Exactly. Superhero <laughs> meat cute yeah. I was just like, in comics, I wouldn't give this another thought. But seeing a real-life human <laughs> girl like go back to this random place with strangers in a, in a country she's unfamiliar with, I was like, mm, I don't know. And then my other thing was, what do you think about her, her advanced fighting style for having just you know worked out on the rooftops for a couple of nights?
2: She worked out with the Red Daggers for a couple of days. She's been she, pretending she to be a superhero
1: for years. It looks like.
3: <laughs> I
0: was. She's I, been doing the homework.
3: I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I loved those fights. I was just like, yeah, I, I loved that's, it.
2: That, but that's one of the things that I was talking about. Like, it felt like so much got skipped over and fast forwarded through. Like she, like we only see her with the red daggers for like maybe forty five seconds before the clandestines show up. But in my head. I was like, well, she's been in Karachi for a few days. Maybe she trained with them for a few days, learned some moves, whatever. So like the, like her time in Karachi felt compressed, like her time with the powers felt compressed. So like, I, I I do wonder about like the, um, the, the time, um, the time spent on certain elements of the superhero parts of the story. It's like Dr. Strange in the first movie, like, how long was he in Camartage, learning magic? You know, like in the movie time, it's like five minutes, right? But in the time of the narrative of the film, it's like a year or two, you know, like you see the seasons pass in the background. So in my mind, to justify that, Aaron, I was like, oh, she's, she's she, did a, she did a little, uh, you know, a little uh, uh, boot camp style workout with the red daggers for at least a couple of days uh, before the clandestine and showed up.
0: Uh, here, here's we needed a montage. Well, here, here's
1: yeah. a counterpoint. How long did we see Captain America train as Captain America? Uh, zero. Oh,
2: good boy. Zero. It was mm-hmm. a fire. Yeah, that was th- another five minute montage. No, well, yeah, but no, it
1: was a montage of him fighting Nazis. There was no. How does he learn to throw the shield and get it to yep. bounce off tanks and trees and come right back to him? We didn't see any of that. You just got to at least we
2: at least we saw Paul Rudd get his ass kicked like several
1: times. That's
0: true. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: All
0: right. Um, I think we could probably wrap it up here unless anybody else has anything. Uh, We can do final thoughts. Uh, I will just I after talking about it, thinking about it for the last couple of uh, days and everything, I agree with Bob that so far this is my favorite that the mcu disney plus stuff has offered um i've loved a lot of the shows this one though filled me with the most joy and was the character that i was most excited to see and even though you know some liberties were taken in the interest of servicing the mcu as a whole i think some of the compromises were really well executed and i'm really more than anything i'm excited about ms marvel's future in this franchise and iman Vellani's career uh overall i would love to see her go on to uh more things in the future and go beyond the kamala khan character when the t- when the time is right when when uh you know people wake up um Bob, how about you? Final thoughts?
1: Sure. It Really, it echoes what you're saying, Steve. I've all loved this character since day one. Uh, I know Aaron was mentioning that those early cons. I remember going to the New York Comic Con with our friend Lauren, who actually was cosplaying as Kamala yep. that that first time out, and got to say or uh, speak a little to G Willow Wilson. But it was a year or so later, a couple of years later, actually. She was at a skate pod in Huntington for a signing. I got to have a nice conversation with her, and I mentioned something to her that I did here on the air, in that as someone who's been reading Marvel comics since basically the beginning of the the sixties, I, I mentioned how much we all love the book on on the show and how many people we've introduced to it and the, who've told us about it, but to say to her that. It reminded me so much of what I felt reading Stan and Steve Ditko's Spider-Man early on. The balance between a real real human teenager acting like a kid and dealing with all this sort of stuff. And that's that's how it was affecting me. And she teared up. It was just a hell of a moment. We had a nice little moment together. She's an amazing writer as part of just... That changeover that, that, Joe, you were talking about, as, as books were changing, as we were watching it all happen, and Ms. Marvel's at the forefront of that, and it's so great to see a show that honored all those beats and moments and feelings we had about the book, and they're m- almost all here. So it's a great, great show.
0: Awesome. Uh, Aaron, do you have any final thoughts?
3: I agree. It was just a lot of fun. It didn't sort of lean into those things that have you know uh, frustrated me over the years with a lot of shows that are supposed to be representative of kids. I feel like this was actually representative of kids. It was diverse. It was you know a little bit complex. It gave them more credit than I think television gives them you know these days. Um, and I just, but, but at the same time, it still had the Marvel touch it still had that marvel that mcu excitement i think it probably dipped back more into the well of marvel excitement that we are accustomed to when we are waiting for the build-up to avengers and you know the excitement about a studio going full superhero and and with all the colors and all the the bang boom zaps and all that stuff but still making it compelling um i think it Touched on more of that, as opposed to some of the other shows that were really trying to be, I don't know, different and sort of chart their own path and sort of, you know, be a little bit more, I don't know, less straightforward, a little bit more complex. I think there was something, and those and that was great for those shows. I think there was something about the simplicity of this show, um, and the fact that it's so grounded um, that I think is going to attract a lot of viewers and and really speak to a range of. Fans, um, new and old. So um, I'm excited about see where it's, I'm excited about seeing where it goes next.
0: Excellent, Joey. Enough said. <laughs> All right, I think we're going to get out of here. Uh, as we said earlier, everything that we've said, John implicitly agrees with, and we um, <laughs> <do> go ahead. <laughs> Yep. John, John yep. will be releasing a solo podcast in which he doesn't <laughs> yeah.
2: everything we've said.
0: <laughs> Look for that on the feed next week.
2: Yeah. The Dear um, John but, podcast.
0: <laughs> hey, I like that. That could be a thing, maybe. Ah, all right. I think um I think we're just going to get out of here then. Uh, obviously, if you want to get in touch with us, you can write us an email, podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. We are also on Twitter at Talking Comics. So, Bob, where can our listeners old find you? old an email,
1: Bob at TalkingComicBooks.com. Joey.
2: At Joey Pacino.
0: Aaron. At Aaron J. Amos. John is at John P. Burkle. I am at Dead underscore Anchorus. Thank you all so much for listening. Be excellent to each other. And until next time on the Talking Comics Podcast, to be continued.